So I came downstairs this morning. Uh, it was definitely like almost like a very like dream state kind of thing going on. Like I was very groggy. I don't know. Like I don't know if I slept good or poorly. Like which which too way too much it went. or yeah. too little. Definitely was just kind of out of it. And I was going into your room to grab something out for the my room. Yeah, yeah. Your sorry, Josh's room. I was going to your room to grab something for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's like probably like eight thirty or whatever, you know. It's it was early in the morning. Yeah, but you're gone. Right? I'm you should definitely be. gone yeah. by then. <laughs> so I like popped the door open, and the sun was like just like peeking through a cloud, hitting the window just right. And all of a sudden, your high vis jacket was right there on the floor, like by your chair. And it, because of like the way that the way it was, it was shaped out. and displayed. I legitly oh, was like, shit. I was like, oh my god, Josh is on the floor. Like, what? Why aren't you at work? Wait, what are you doing on the floor? Like in your hive? Like, oh my god, did you, what's happening? And did then he like, miss work? You, is he dead? Yes, I was like, oh god, <laughs> why is he on the floor in front of his chair? And like, <laughs> I fucking flipped the light on, and I'm like looking like real hard, like staring, like no, okay, no, like, <laughs> like fucking, oh my god, dude, my brain for a second was just fried. I was like, what just happened, man? No, I was at work, people. <laughs> Uh, so we watched the Justice League. Yeah, we did it. Four hours. We sat down. We did Sex it. cut. We had some popcorn. We, we had some, some snackies. snackies. Yeah, it was like we were at the. And we I only fell asleep them. for like maybe five ten minutes. Of um, it. I think I might have fell asleep for a little more than that. But surprisingly, in classic enough, Josh style. I did not fall asleep. I don't think, but I definitely there were a couple it was times. good. Yeah, it was it good. Was good. How do you movie. feel about it? You, did you see the original? It Justice was better League? than the yeah. original. Yeah, but it was still a DC movie. Yeah, still a DC movie, but better than the original for sure. Which I, I mean, enjoyed it. I think that there was a lot of fluff. I understand why it was shortened down. Um, but I think it was better than the original. Well, and it took us a little bit longer to watch it too because we have uh, <laughs> a new we had we have a new logo in the works. Uh, hopefully, which we we didn't Ooh, see much yeah. of it yet. Uh, we we've. You know, we saw some concepts and we... We're not sure exactly where we're going to land yet. Yeah, but we do have a new logo for ourselves in the work with somebody. And we're excited about that. Yeah, we've commissioned an artist and we're very excited. Yeah, and for this episode we have uh, guest number two, our buddy Ben. We on this episode. Hey, ben so. Chase, yep. And we, we actually talked to him for like... <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Uh, we actually talked to him for like a good three hours total and yeah. i so much of it was so good and i wish we could have just recorded a three-hour episode yeah it's a little yeah, long absolutely. but that would have been a bit so much good, but but what we do have is pretty great yeah it was a little long so we're gonna we're gonna make this intro a little shorter than normal and we're just gonna get right to it everybody and welcome to not to mention podcast i'm colin i'm ryan and i'm josh today we have our second guest we are excited to bring a, a very old friend i guess at this point i mean it's been almost i want to say 15 but that's yeah. just a that, that's a rough guess yep, he's on the line right now ben chase say hi ben what's up ben hey guys hi ben hi ben <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, the original. And I'd have to say, man, after, what is it, since 2021, had to have been, 
I think pre twenty ten. Yeah, it would have been two. Well, definitely Rothbury two thousand eight for me. Oh, we have Rothbury probably. And June. Yeah, I don't know. It's been. And a- I already knew Jeremy for a minute, and probably Josh. Yeah, yeah, because of Jeremy and you. Ed. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this when we were getting ready for this episode, actually, because I was like, "Oh man, I know." Those that you know, the DeWitt family was my favorite, but I was like, How did I get dragged into <laughs> you know? Because, like, somebody at one point in like the college, the post college going to shows all the time days, um, said to me, like, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, Do I just have to be, uh, you know, like in the DeWitt family or at least from Charlotte to be your best friend. Is that the rule? <laughs> and I, I laughed, but I also was like, yeah, pretty much. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's how that works. Not, yeah. a, not a strict rule. Yeah, but we were prevalent. I think the uh, I think the connecting link there was Jeremy. He was uh, he was rooming with you at the time in college, and that yeah. was how I got to know you. I want to say like oh five oh six maybe something like that. But and then we lived yeah. with you at nine oh two, and that was like what 2010? 2011, 2012, that era. Yeah. yeah so. Yep. Right around then. And but what I was thinking is th- this is the crux, and Josh brings it up. It was definitely our friend, Sharkman, the esteemed and generous mm-hmm. Jay Hollywood Boardman. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that I met first. And mm-hmm. I wrote about Jeremy like in some stories when I was still in writing school. People thought he was a funny character because he was soundtrack <laughs> kid. He was just that neighbor below me that is like, he's going to listen to like 40 unquestionable pre- supremacies of nature in a row to find out which bass line sounds the best to him. <laughs> <laughs> like with the volume uh, up yeah, yeah. so listen loud. To, that is a, listen to 40 different apart. live versions of the same song wow. just to see if... And he spent all that money on, because it was the days where you would still buy downloads of like, you know, on whatever, LimeWire or whatever he was some, using. Yeah. Yeah, and sort of... he bought all these tracks that were titled Murph. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he I was like, this. dude, these are probably going to be like sick bass there's, riffs. There's so and, like, and they were all just Murph him. crowd talking. Yeah, it was just him like talking to the crowd and like, yeah, going, what's Woo! up, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing tonight? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's 100% of what they were, and he spent money on them, and I got to make fun of him for like, about that one. Oh, yeah, man, you want to talk origin stories. I think that is a fine origin yeah, story. That's a good one. Yeah. That's very good. And so it's like Jeremy was the reason I got entries ticket to Charlotte. But really, <laughs> what I think it was was Craig. Because yeah. when Ed Craig showed up in Kalamazoo, I was like, this is my fucking dude. Because <laughs> he was, he like, he would get angry at me and Jeremy if oh, like yeah. we went somewhere for the weekend. Because that was like the famous story. It's like both me and Jeremy went home or something for a weekend. And Ed didn't know what to do with himself, so he signed back on to WoW and gained, like, 2,000 levels in two days. And, like, we were like, dude, we told you, you got to stay off the sauce. And, like, like, back on the horse. Back on the horse, because he didn't know what to do without us there. But, you know, Jeremy was, like, notoriously, like, a, a mean older brother to, to Ed or something. Oh, you know? yeah, like, definitely. They were constantly together, but it wasn't, like, a, a super pleasant thing. So me and Ed ended up just being 
best buds, and then he's what your cousin? Yeah, yes, he, sir. He's our cousin. His, yeah. his mom and your mom. Yep. Yep. See, he, yeah. he knows us so both well. The yeah. master craftsmen of all time. Ah, oh, damn! And, and I was going word. to say, there there's it is. the word, the OG Crassler on the phone here. Yeah. So Crassel, for for anybody listening, is a word that we made up. Uh, I don't. I'm sure Ben probably coined it. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I think it was Ed. Oh, really? was it? Ed? I think it was Greg. Oh, nice. Well, it was an it was an era of Ed making up or at least misusing words like filigree. <laughs> I mean, filigree is just like yeah. Yeah, filigree. I, I think he knew what filigree meant, but he just refused to use it uh, in a proper way. <laughs> he was like not ever talking about metal words. Yeah, yeah. And so Crassel does mean uh, in uh, by our definition someone who talks and just absolutely steamrolls anything that you have to contribute to the conversation just plowing on like and somebody who will can, not who can stop. jibber jabber you know yeah yeah it's the crassle is the term that made me realize that like i mean i still have an unfulfilled dream that i always wanted someone to paint a portrait of me standing in a doorway holding a like gallon of ice cream in my hand because i figured it would just be like a really good um signifier that i had been standing and talking in that doorway for a really long time because the ice cream would be like melting onto the floor. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> oh my god um and that was like You've always the this. image in my head oh i've thought about it thoroughly i just haven't gotten anybody uh to to like w- paint that very self-serving portrait of myself that's that's fucking great and where do I hang it? You know, it's like what. Oh I have yeah, it, like, I mean above the mantle. I, I drawing imagine. room. If you have a if you have like a living room fireplace, you yeah, would definitely want it center right above, above that mantle. Yeah, maybe over your bedroom. Um, wherever uh, your main your like, bed. do you have a TV? Wherever that is, get yeah. rid of the TV. Put that up. <laughs> that way you can just sit and stare at that. Actually, you should probably just get like fifteen of them printed and hang them up in every room of the house. There you go. Now we're really talking. Yeah, and just give them to people. That too. Mm, give it It'd away. just be really awkward presents. They'd be like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. Uh, I'm going to put that up. So the main any, reason. Any day now. The main reason that we have you on, Ben, uh, as you know, um, you are a highly renowned specialist. A, a dream specialist, yeah, a, a uh, dreamatologist, dreamatologist. I believe. I believe. I believe you have a degree in dreamatology, right? Yeah, very large. Man, what, they have a great word for it. I think they call it one year off. What? What? Excuse me. Wait. Yeah, it's um, that's cool. Wait, no. Yeah, like no. like astronaut. You, stop! You're ruining but... the bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that is kind of cool, though. So to be clear, we have not done any research for this episode no research just that's and, pretty cool and to be fair i became known as an expert just because i like talked about it constantly and i i pretty much refused to do as much research as i should <laughs> as i should so you're like a when kind was, of expert yeah i mean it's i think it started uh, no, wait. This was supposed like to be a, a joke. Yeah, this this was a joke. This and was a now joke. We've skipped you know, into the realm of like. <laughs> oh, buddy, easy. So, like, hang up this phone right fucking now. So, so to to be clear, 
we we came into this conversation with like you know the intention of just talking about dreams in general with you because you had bought it up at one point we were already talking about doing a dream interested in something we wanted to do that that lines up perfectly but now you're telling us you do actually have somewhat of like a, a, a ridiculous obsession with dreams I, I mean, I do. I, I actually recently, because I got... Would um, you say unhealthy? No, it's, it's extremely <laughs> healthy. I, I like, but I have gone off the deep end because it's even um, Becca, you know, my wife now, which my is wife. so fun to say, by the way. My wife. Um, my wife. Uh, so she's from, her, we found out recently uh, that, because she always, her mom has always said that her family's from Greece. And then we found out, like, that family's actually from, like, the Isle of Lesbos, which I think is great because it's, like, very – there's a lot of mythology and stuff involved there. And then I was mm-hmm. looking geographically, and it's, like, right off the coast of Turkey and Pergamon. Mm-hmm. And then I just went rabbit hole into, like, studying about it, and that's where, like, there are these um, Asclepion temples where they studied dreams. And I don't know, I stumbled upon oh, all the dream temples cool. and dream religions and stuff when I was writing some wacky story in college where I took, like, one of my friends from high school and decided to, like, throw him into a bunch of weird scenarios that I thought he would react interestingly to. And it was, like, all meditation and all this stuff that I thought he would, like, be awkwardly good at just because he, like, kind of follows people. Mm. Okay. This is and one of the things was like dream work and lucid dreams and stuff. So I was like reading books about it, reading about that kind of stuff, and just kind of wormholed myself. And then since I'm like, oh, you guys were raised Catholic too, and none of us are too. Indeed, uh, we were. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. None of us are extremely compassionate about our. It's a secret. <laughs> faith and where we come from with it mm-hmm. so like i I, re- I found when i was like an angry college student that like all these dream temples a lot of them had like had churches and things like that built just right on top of them like and i always picture them just like literally dropping one on top of it like <laughs> all right that's a good that's a good spot right there <laughs> Smash. yeah that, that that dream temples run its course let's just plot oh, this on top here yeah all right and that's that's a day and it was kind of like this trans you know it just was like oh you know they had water in the dream temples so we'll put this dish of water in the front and make people rub it on their foreheads and that's that's enough you know hmm. wow. and you i don't know so I, I got mind, with stuff like this is that, not where i saw this going uh, i was recently thinking about the asclepions though and i was laughing because i was thinking because i found out that the priests not they're not called priests but like the dudes who hang out there <laughs> That run right, right, right. That's right. a typical term. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming, like, you know, robed, maybe, like, a nice, like, red cloak, yeah. cultish. Well, that's what I, I picture. I think <laughs> right. it's very ceremonial. It's raining. Dark. Maybe some, yeah. like, Gregorian chanting going on of yeah, some sort. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I thought they would be, like, doing doing something. And then when I read more into it, it was, like, like it should be with dreams. It's a lot more about what you're going to do with it. Like, you have to walk in. And there's these people who would be like miraculously healed at these temples and stuff, but it's just because they would have like a dream and the God of dreams would come in and like stab you in your eyeball that was hurting and you'd wake up and it'd feel better. But the guys that were there, oh, they were like, <laughs> they're just like, I, I picture them now, like they're just like Colin and Ryan. They were just production people. 
And they're like, no, 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 oh, no, no, I'm not healing you at all. That's like you and your dreams is the issue. I'm just here to like make sure the levels are good. Oh, okay. On the, on the, on like the blue tech that we're playing for you guys. They're, they're like the middleman, basically. <laughs> here, bro, smoke yeah. this joint. Yeah, they're just Chill like back. running lights and making sure the temple sounds good. And <laughs> <laughs> lighting some incense and they're, and they're just like hands off. Like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Oh, nice. you totally missed. I'm not a doctor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You've come to the wrong place. <laughs> I just work here. Oh, that's fucking gold. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we had wanted to do this dream episode. We had talked about it, I think, back at like the end of February. Josh had brought it up. Um, it was kind of like a plan for March, and then it was kind of like, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And then you had messaged me, and you were like, "Hey, I want to be on. I want to do a dream episode." And I was like, "Well, we I'd already." That's been... a pretty big coincidence, yeah. and I've been trying to find those good omens and follow them lately. You know, yeah. like yeah. that. That was too coincidental not to just be like, "Yeah, that's what we're doing." Okay, right. we're putting it back on the page. You know, yeah. put it back up on the whiteboard. Took things you know? as a sign yeah. and rolled with it. Um, I have a a cool quote. Things need not have happened to be true. Tales and dreams are the shadow truths that will endure when mere facts are dust and ashes and forgot. Neil Gaiman, Sandman. Um. Oh man, I thought you said Neil Diamond. <laughs> Diamond. <laughs> Diamond. I was like, man. Diamond. Neil Diamond. I didn't nope. think I didn't think Neil Diamond was that deep. <laughs> <laughs> This summer, Neil Gaiman teams up with Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond and Neil Diamond. Yeah, Neil Diamond's writing the soundtrack for the new uh, Sandman Netflix series. I I did hear that. I was like, that's a very strange choice. It's a strange choice. I don't know if it's going to (laughs) fit. And I'm so glad that you're bringing up that. uh, Have you read the Sandman, Josh? I personally, I have read um, the first three uh, volumes, collections, I think, uh, and I also have, and there's a bunch more that I look forward to reading, and I love it. Um, I also have listened to the Audible version of the first, um, what is it, Nightmare, uh, what is it, Nightmares and Soliloquies, something like that. Um, the uh, Preludes and Nocturnes? Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, Preludes and Nocturnes. Oh, this guy knows um, the shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it is actually narrated by Neil Gaiman, which is it was a t- totally different way to experience it. If you haven't listened to it, I would highly recommend it. They put a lot of production value into it. It's a full cast. It's really really cool. That sounds pretty sweet. But yes, I have. Uh, Josh has. I have been really excited to get into it, but uh, I don't know. I just I've not really gotten around to it yet. I am really looking forward to the uh netflix series is it a series or is it a it is going to be a, it's series, a series confirmed yep okay and is that live action or animated i think it's live, live, live. action, yeah, live action. Okay. cool yep um yeah and and I... they've they've been pitching things i mean for a while there was supposed to be a movie right. and uh joseph gordon levitt was signed up to be dream yeah, and I was like kind of excited about that, but I was like almost sure they were gonna ruin it as a movie. I've actually right. seen articles where Neil Gaiman <clears throat> had to beg studios not to even attempt to go there because he was like, "It's just not re- we're not ready for that yet." Well, and I my understanding was that it was going to be an animated series. I don't know where that rumor came from, but uh, I'm blaming you, Colin. It was probably me. 
Um, it would have been hey, fun. No, we can all I mean, because you could have got, Fuck like... You. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I almost feel like an animated series would have been a little bit more true. Might have to... done it a little more justice. I can't agree with that. I was... I looked up um, the candidates for the casting of Dream, of Morpheus, who is the lead character. Wasn't it supposed to be Jared Leto at one point, I thought? Anybody? No? I, I didn't I read mean, that. It... No, I think obviously maybe. they're just angry they couldn't get a young Robert Smith from the Cure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly the look. Um, so I had read Tom York, uh, Colin Morgan. Um, not hot on either of those. Tom and, York, really? Yeah, uh, Tom, Tom York was just they were like if you were like three feet taller, maybe. Right, <laughs> they were considered for the role, but right. I, I think, it, and I cannot confirm this absolutely, but I read that it was a yes on Tom Sturridge actually, who is who is that by the Billy, way? Because I saw his name and I have no idea. It is Billy from Stranger Things. Billy, um, which one's Billy? He he's the um kind of the, rougher. Uh, the, the older brother. Mm, mm, I got I got this. I'm I'm gonna computer it. Yeah, get the producers on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, always, dude. I, I got you. I can't. I can't remember what oh, part he oh. played, but looking uh, at his he's pictures, the, he's it was the lifeguard, so the one that like I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil yes, anything. Yes. He's the lifeguard oh, in Stranger Things. Yeah, you. okay, yeah, with the I, nice hair, the mullet, you know. They're, they're going to have him for Morpheus. That Morpheus? Con, I I read confirmed, and I cannot absolutely say that is fact, but I could see it. The hair, especially the hair, looks. Like, Did especially you say, if they die. I honestly, I was excited about it when I, I saw that. They'll when do I read that. It, it. And I'm sure they'll do And I listened to an interview that made me just kind of like, I don't know, feel half excited about it because it was Neil Gaiman. And he was saying, he was actually talking about how cool it's been to have just recently done that Audible thing. And the Audible was like, he said he got really sad over the course of the years because like visually impaired people would come up to him and be like, oh, I've heard so much about Sandman, but I can't experience it. And he right. was like, oh man, that's oh, yeah. it. Fucking um, awesome. Oh, that gave me and chills. And they're like, yeah, they're like, are there any Audible versions? And he was like, well, no, because it, he said it just wasn't going to do it justice to have some guy sitting in a room reading a script. Wow. Which makes sense. Right. Um, yeah. So he wanted to do a production value, which is which is cool because like uh, one of the things that when I, I, Becca is the best ever because of her collection of books and graphic novels. Oh yeah, um, that's awesome. It's like oh my lord, it's like we we lived in a car for but nine months it, right? together with our two best. dogs, <laughs> and I had to I had to cut her Cuts off, off right books. there. I was just like, you're cut off on books. You can't have any more unless you put them by your feet. And like, so she continued to buy more and she sat Indian style. Uh, <laughs> so like, there's always great stuff around. And so I've, I've the whole Sandman series was something she introduced me to. And awesome. another one was Lock and Key. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a good one. Really cool. Yeah, and that good that Netflix one, show. Yeah, it was, I, yeah. I liked well, it. Netflix no, was all right. I was into I the was comic way back Netflix before show, that. And I thought the casting was awful. Well, I didn't really I, I like it. As, see, I wouldn't know much, because I've never read it, but I actually did not mind. That came out when I was chilling in Florida, so I spent like a whole day just running through, and I was like, didn't hate it. Not bad. All right. See, I remember. In either case, it, it, it was all right. I remember reading those comics. The version of that was the best. Okay. It was really cool. I'll have to look into that because I do like the Audible. 
And I just had never thought about, that was the first time I had thought about a audible graphic novel because it seems like really weird to have done. Right. But that one came across like a old school, like what you think of the era of the radio, like radio program. Oh, like a, yeah, yeah, okay. Like a radio show. Like some War of the Worlds I stuff. loved yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I loved it so much, I listened to it twice through. And yeah. I've read the comic already, which honestly better than the audible the audible was so good though i would once again just highly recommend it it was so good that's really cool that he did that you know for the uh that it that's the blind community really cool. that's yep. pretty cool i did not know that exactly yeah so that's and and he said the reason i was going to mention that is because like since it was to bring it to this audience that couldn't experience what millions of people across every country in the world have have experienced already because it was that sort of thing, he wanted to do it completely true to form. Like, I'm not changing anything, well, yeah. even though even though he's like, I wrote it 33 years ago, and I feel weird about... You don't baby, want them to have a half-assed experience of it, you know? You want them to get the, the real deal, and I think yeah. that's definitely important. Well, and you would want the people who have had the chance to read it to take this version as something even more immersive than what the graphic novel is to him already you yeah. know you you yeah i do understand why he was doing it for the, the other side of it of course but you know if you're gonna go and do it like i can understand like no we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna do it right yeah we're gonna make this right so that every for yep. for any fan that can enjoy it for anybody new yeah. anybody old you know I it's gotta live up that. yeah high yeah. expectations so it, it was it's pretty great, and then he said the difference in the Netflix series is now he gets the chance to mess with it a little bit. He's like, you know, I get to, you know, I'm 33 years older. I yeah. think different things. We're in a different that world. That makes me I mean, <laughs> Yeah, and me too. And I'm okay. right there so with you. Like I was page. like, oh no, because he was like, you know, the the funniest quote from the entire. I will say though, funniest quote from the whole interview was he said we might be changing the gender of some of the characters because he's like, I realized basically like, you know, there's his quote was this character doesn't need to like stir tea with their penis <laughs> and therefore doesn't need to be a man. And I just like, I lost it. I was like, but that's the only reason. That, that's the, yeah, that's, that was the, male? I take it as him just being like, I've realized that I was a little bit, maybe not misogynistic, but you know, a uh, uh, bias when creating characters. Like th this guy didn't need to be male. Like I could see, I can yeah. see that being his train sure, of thought, or sure. maybe he was just being ridiculous. Um, I think he's totally being ridiculous, but also <laughs> I, I get it. It gives you a chance to kind of mess around with casting, which he also had some good, he talked a little bit about what a nightmare it is to, to cast something visually right. at least he said no. casting audible stuff is like you can make your dreams come true <laughs> casting visual stuff nice. is like man nice like, yeah, that's so, um, i really like where you've um brought that back around to netflix and casting because I, and i know i know you've colin you've read a little bit of sandman just um, like bits and pieces right not in any of its entirety but uh, Ben, you'll know where I'm coming from and maybe some of our audience, but the Corinthian, another really big, iconic character from Sandman that I read is going to be casted. Um, I read two different people that they looked at, Liam, Liam Hemsworth and 
honestly, that option to me, not really ideal. But I did read uh, Dacre Montgomery. Oh, see? No, yeah, Tom Sturridge isn't. That's uh, totally fucking, I messed up. Tom Sturridge is someone else. Dacre Montgomery is Billy from Stranger Things, oh. and that's going to be Corinthian, oh. the like uh, head, like main villain. Oh. I guess you would say at okay. least for the. Beginning I was thinking he was like a little bit young to play that part. No, yeah, I messed up totally. Well, I, I just want to point out the producer didn't mess up. I just typed in Billy Stranger Things. Yeah, so. you you nailed it. <laughs> no, the Corinthian makes more sense for a part for him. I apologize. For sure. Um, but it's yeah. all right. I mean, the producers on the show, they just don't get paid very much, is what people don't understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We have all of you guys have all your talent right up front, you know. <laughs> the, so the back much end, talent. You know, just... like, I'll, I'll be honest, we're saving money on that, guys. Just <laughs> <laughs> we're we're that saving money on that. <laughs> All right. The fact checkers, you know, they are like a hundred percent. They're on Instagram. They're not even paying attention to the show while it's happening. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the meat of it. So we, <laughs> as, as if it hasn't been established enough, uh, we're gonna talk about some of our dreams that we've had lately. I've I've had a couple weird ones. I know I've got some old ones as well. Um, okay. uh, ben. Um, you we'll start with ben yeah ben, pre, you mentioned pre, one pre-recording when we were having a little conversation getting warmed up for this you had mentioned one and we had to cut you off because i'm definitely interested so if you want to go ahead and take it away here all right well i'm i'm permanently obsessed with food uh you know aside from dreams that's probably where my mind is uh food, you know 90 percent of the time i mean i can say um, the same yeah that. so and, and i know i know you're with me on that one so it's not rare that i wake up and i'm like man you know this or that about what i was eating in my dreams uh it, it just happens it's like reading fantasy books and you're just like happy when the feast scene comes up oh yeah absolutely uh, <laughs> and so several times both me and becca have woken up recently and been like dang i was at this bakery and it's just like it's off i mean to the point where like one of the nights it was i think a couple of you guys might have been there because it was like a whole crew we were in some city and there was a show going on later that night oh yeah i, I was definitely there <laughs> and i was totally stoked because we were all going to get something to eat before the show which is just like oh my, you know this oh, is nice like yeah, maybe we won't best. all be yeah maybe we won't all be near death by the end of the night because we're actually eating food. well let's right. be honest um, i mean i think we're all getting to an age where like food after the show is also very important well it's both you have to do both <laughs> you gotta do if you're gonna if you're gonna do it right you're gonna need <laughs> dinner before and then like late food afterwards and then we're all old so like well... immediately pass out <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if i'm being completely honest like the the live Going to live music is still fun for me, but the, I think going out to eat before and after kind of like turns it into more of an event because live music is something I've seen a lot of with that being, you know, my career. So it, it, it's nice to have like food before and after. Yeah. And and in light of what you're saying, uh, in the dream, I, I don't even remember going to the show. 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, sure the, just all bakery <laughs> made it to the so, bakery. So now you so said. Like, but what we did is we went to this bakery, and they were making gigantic, like, the third level of Super Mario 3 Giant World size pizzas. And then they were just, like, carrying them out on, like, a giant pizza tray and then just, like, unceremoniously, like, plopping them on, like, the sidewalk. <laughs> like, this is you know, on, like, the cement patio that everyone was sitting on. And then everyone would walk up and grab, like, a human-sized slice and walk away. A human-sized <laughs> and, and this is, like, we're, we're all, you like, getting it, out right? of the yeah, like, New York style. <laughs> yeah. And we're looking that. over at this this image and we're like yes who chose this this is the right place <laughs> this is the place. i don't know why they're dropping it on the i'm ground. imagining people like throwing but, the pizza over their shoulder and just walking away with it i kind of first yeah. pictured like and, you know my my like a bunch of seagulls flocking picking at it like, oh yeah there's some yeah like well, some dude walks like, out slaps is, it on the sidewalk and they just woof and then disappear and it's gone you know I'm surprised there was no, like, stray cats or pigeons or anything. I mean, that's how I should have known it was a dream. Because, like, <laughs> you know, that's... Not the human size slices of pizza. I mean, Kalamazoo, there's going to be a giant fat squirrel stealing slices of pizza the whole time. Yeah, definitely. I saw several Kalamazoo squirrels drag pizza slices up into a tree. Like, and I'm just like, this is the only place in the world where... The squirrels are eating pepperoni pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Solid diet of pepperoni pizza. They're and they're huge. They're just like gigantic just raccoon sized fat squirrels. raccoon sized squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> eating so pep- pepperoni. That's, so that's where we show up. Like this is the image we see from the like taxi in the dream, and we're all piling out. Like I'm gonna get out first and get the first giant pizza slice, and then while I'm because it had already been eaten by all the savages because they put it on the sidewalk, which was, a, again, a bad choice. Oh, yeah. So I pull up, and I'm like, well, in the meantime, until they pull the next one out and put it on the sidewalk, <laughs> which is how this place works, I'm going to check out the bakery case, which they also had going on, and it was classic sneeze guard, gigantic you know, glass case uh, with like an old Russian lady manning it, so you knew it was good. <laughs> and That's... this... All the pastries. All Hang on, wait. Before you go into that in bakery, there. who's behind the counter? Old Russian lady? Saw. Right. Let's yep. go in. That's I'm five in. star. 100, 100%. Yeah, me and Becca found a Russian bakery in Trout's, Troutsdale. Um, oh, yeah, Troutsdale. Oh, Oregon. Mm, yeah, lovely. Yeah, and it was like in the middle. Of, it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like there's nothing in the whole friggin' area yeah. and then all of a sudden there's just a random russian bakery and there's like four brand new cadillac escalades idling in the parking now wait this is real life like, now right phone. this isn't the dream anymore that's right? real life okay and i'm like just just yeah, yeah, just, like the trout stale's throwing Becca, me off i just keep thinking to myself that can't Becca, be real this is clearly a mafia front i mean wild <laughs> yeah right yeah this is definitely a laundering scheme for sure but let's go in and see what the bake is um, this is a fucking great decision. <laughs> and they were really good. I mean, like, <laughs> we bought this cake and it had like meringue stuffed inside of it. And like we had an argument later after work that day, and Becca threw the piece of cake at me. Uh, what? It survived that. It, it, I took it out of the car and rested it on the car wheel, which is a bad choice every time you do that with anything. But I was trying to keep it away from the dogs. 
yeah. And I ended yep. up running it over. <laughs> and I took that cake out of the clamshell, and it was still good. It was, like, untouched. So those <laughs> Russian ladies know what they're doing. It's, 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 that's the so, long and short uh, of this story. Yeah, I th- so, think, so, I mean, what you're saying the, is it's a pretty convincing front. I think the lesson of the story is KGB makes great food. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, and, they, and they asked the, the levels, how they measured the cake was they said, how many roses? How many? And I was just like, I, I, three? Like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> three. Um, how much is roast? Um, so all in all, very confused. And and then what like the nothing fuck? else in the store. Like it was clearly a front because like none of it. It was supposed to be a grocery store, and there's like nothing else in the coolers and stuff. I was like, this is just buy some cake and leave, you know. <laughs> So, but the bakery case in my dream, gigantic football size donuts, this and that. And like, I think I woke up before I even made a decision because it was just like, it looked too good. You know, no, oh my yeah, like that, that's up. definitely just window shopping the whole time. Now, all right, I want to make a stop by Colin's business corner real quick. Okay. Should we open a pizza place? I tend to place? try and avoid business corners with Colin. So yeah. can I, do I have to come? <laughs> you can step out. Can I? I don't want to be a part of that. Go ahead. If you want me to just turn your headphones down? No, you're good. Just Okay, they're down. Just oh. pretend I'm not here. Okay. Uh, no, but do we need to open a pizza a place really that just corner, like so, I mean, throws pizza out onto the sidewalk? And Well, I was thinking in some places. See, this is why in, like, I don't want to be a part of the business safe, conversation because no. Say in like Nevada or Arizona or New Mexico or something in the summer, you throw it out on the sidewalk and it's just going to crisp up your pizza a little bit more on a fucking yeah, 100 degree warm. day. Guys. That's we just solid, went through a I pandemic. Mean, I don't think anybody wants to be eating pizza off the side. Okay, sidewalk. yeah, but we we you know we uh, tweak it a little bit. So maybe instead of a sidewalk, it's a giant heated like uh, you know counter. Oh, now we're talking about solar powered fucking. But either way, you want to throw pizza on the ground. Right? I think this is slowly just turning into a CC's buffet. <laughs> oh shit, dude! No. And CC's is in trouble, you know. So if we give them this golden opportunity of an idea you know that could bring them back from the brink <laughs> that would be worth it i mean i've never been to a cc's but any buffet that serves pizza it's, it's is all not, right with it's me it's not good it's not good <laughs> uh but it is all you can eat <laughs> you know so it's just you like deal with it but also you know just to pipe in all you can eat pizza it's like it sounds great but then it's like man you're like i'm eating pasta pizza breadsticks you're probably drinking soda pop it's like so you're just not feeling too good about yourself no they just really they 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 play the game well there's uh no person in the world who can all you can eat that much (laughs) (laughs) yeah i found out the hard way that i will never go to an all you can eat pizza or all you can eat anything for that matter lunch uh at work because once you've gone to an all-you-can-eat buffet of any sort at lunch, there's just no going back to work ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, the that's only a thing in your future out. is a nap. Yeah. Hard I talk out. to Becca about this all the time, actually. I have no idea how anybody in Chicago uh, ever goes back to work. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, like, you know, it's like every dude, like, you know, my dad's a painter. And, yeah. yeah, your old stomping grounds, like, right? Yeah, so it's just like every, you know, there's like a lot of just like normal ass 
tradesmen and stuff rolling around there and they they don't pack lunches or like you know my friend jason who worked for my dad all growing up and like babysat me and played killer instinct gold with us and stuff <laughs> growing up he he would his wife would pack him a lunch he would drink a giant 7-eleven big gulp of mountain dew which is just ugh, no that's so good for you just a mess and he'd also have another mountain dew can in his lunch <laughs> and then he would also, Oof. when we went out to get lunch, he'd be like, oh, grab me something. But grab me something meant like two double bacon cheeseburgers and, and a, like a tamale boat, and a which is dude. this thing that they do in Chicago where it's like a tamale and then they just cover it in chili and like a pound of like cheddar cheese sauce. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll eat that. It's a great time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great time. Yeah. I don't, but, I don't know how you would go back to work after that either. No. You know, and it's all, that's what they do. It's like the, the, the beef combo. And like I showed that to Becca for the first time. She just laughed because she's like, why did they do both of these on one sandwich? It's like <laughs> piled high Italian beef. And then also let's throw an Italian sausage on there because it just wasn't, this wasn't done yet. <laughs> it wasn't done yet. <laughs> and it's like almost impossible to take a bite of both and the bun at once it's like you have to eat it like it's two sandwiches yeah yeah you like you know take a bite of the sausage with a little bit of the top bun and then a bite of the the beef with a little bit of the bottom bun yeah Yeah. and it's just yeah but like and then they just go back to work (laughs) and it amazes me that we're not all just like you know that that there's not even like there should just be like a planned itis hour so yeah, you get you're saying like a, a like, food coma nap scheduled hour. Cheese and you just have to take it. So nap. basically like a siesta, but instead of it being like uh, you know, because of heat, it's because we're fat. Of grease. Yeah, yeah. Instead <laughs> of heat, it's like <laughs> it's a, it's a because of grease. A grease siesta. Yeah. Grease siesta. Yeah. I mean <laughs> they can siesta. just call it that. Again, and and Chicago can feel free to take that golden goose from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They can even, I won't even trademark the term. They can take that greasy siesta. That one's yeah, for free. You. you can take that greasy siesta. I mean, I shove trademarked it, right up, no, it already, but like I'll sell it to them for like a small, you know. <laughs> well, what we'll do <laughs> is we'll let them have the term itself for free, but then we we will uh, buy the domain, the domain. name. Yep. yep, greasy siesta, and then they'll have to buy it from us. Boom. Wow, shit. Come on, business corner. I'm back in. That's fucking good, dude. That's good. Back in on the business corner. Knock, knock. I am Ryan. You're Colin. Pitch me those ideas, buddy. Let's go. Ride that wave, bud. Uh, So, yeah, uh, I actually, I've picked out a couple weird dreams. Um, I feel like I've picked out some that I haven't really told you guys. I think maybe a couple of you guys know. I'm not going to run through them all right now by any means. We'll get out what I get out, but... um, so Ben, I know that you're extremely familiar with uh, having like dream stock dreams. Um, yeah, actually, one of my favorite stories I still tell to this day about dream stock is you me? and Big Josh both had dreams that you came to me with where they didn't let you in. Oh yeah, whoa! I and didn't... I was like, what? I was like, who even put up a gate? okay so wait so dream stock is like uh it's our concept for dream world music festivals it would be woodstock combined with 
dreamy, a dream a dream. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's dream stock. Yeah, and you, you uh, end up at a show or a music festival or a concert or an event. Like all of a sudden, you're just you're in, you're in dream, dream stock. stock. You know that's the default for us. Like if you're at a festival in a dream, you're you're at dream stock. Yeah, I mean, it's been like that for. So so what you're telling me is they showed up to dream stock, and they were they weren't let in. They were like, nope. Right. You guys aren't on the list. And and if anybody knows, you know, history of our friend group, uh, like it's kind of like Ryan and Big Josh would be the two that didn't get let in. Just that's pretty ironically. true. <laughs> no, that's very true. Very true. In my just young years, out of luck, it definitely was like I had to swindle my way in most of the time growing up uh, around you guys. Yeah. Just, it's because like Ryan was a baby and Josh is just kind of mine really sketchy, so it's just like <laughs> not me, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah, not different that, Josh. Yeah, different. <laughs> another Josh. I can be sketchy sometimes. You so. can't. You. I've got my get a fucking out, eye man. on you. You don't. Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen <laughs> our Josh do anything I would even call sketchy, even remotely. I'm sketchy. just picturing like Amen. opening the door, like Josh, you doing something sketchy in here, and then just hearing you like. <sighs> Oh, he's sleeping cool. He's, he's well, like, <laughs> well, no, I was just like making dinner. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, but for so for Dreamstock, uh, you know, a lot of our Dreamstock growing up when we would all talk about these dreams, it was usually pleasant times. Like, oh, hey, man, I ran into you. At, like, you know, I'm pretty sure this was the band playing, or I ended up on stage. Or yeah, and every now and then somebody would be like, oh, I was at Dreamstock last night and I saw you too. Like, oh, right. what a coincidence. Yeah, we'd have some weird. So the thing is about my Dreamstock is after the eight years of like doing production and touring and working on the other side of it not you know being a fan of course but being on like the work side yeah. of the shows uh my dream stocks have turned into very bad like dream stock nightmares where like i'm running around like I, it's not necessarily reoccurring <laughs> like they're not always the same but like it I is the same is it's the same general feeling of like i'm late I can't find my shit. I can't get to the Things show. Things aren't going the way they my should. My laptop yeah. broke down. Yeah. Or right. I thought I had my laptop with me, but you I went know. to pull it out and it's not there. Honestly, right. just real life scenarios. Right. But shit. But it's like all of them happening at once. <laughs> oh, and like I can remember uh, recently, I just I, like probably like a week ago, I had one not too long ago. Uh, I was on a cruise ship. Super badass. Like jam I guess cruise. I'm yeah. I guess I'm doing jam cruise. Real cool, right? <laughs> Not that cool when you can't find like your your room, your cabin. Not that cool when you finally do find your cabin that like none of your shits there, and then you finally get to the <laughs> stage and all your shits there. But the band that you're supposed to be running lights for is playing, and you're like, cool, my shit's already here, awesome. And then you go to use it, and then you realize that none of the lights are actually plugged in that are on the stage because nobody did it, and you were supposed to, and you weren't there on time to do it, and the band's playing. Nightmares, dude. So bad. These are adult nightmares yes children yeah. don't yeah, that's wake a up very, that's a very adult screaming in the middle of sure. the night five-year-olds don't wake up and say oh god where get my sound system my, my lights <laughs> my lights my kid. I, I can't have, find my laptop I yeah exactly you're eight. like you're like oh honey honey what, what's wrong did, did you have a bad dream and they're like I just, none of my supplies for work were there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And then you just so you, you very... walk away as a father and you think, oh, you know, <sighs> well... we've done good by this. <laughs> <laughs> I am just very... worried about having a job. A All similar, right. very relatable dream where I one time uh, dreamt that I had a nightmare that I had rented a van and I was backing a boat up into the water 
with the van. Uh, it, the boat was hitched up. Yeah, and I would hope I so. Get, that if it's not hitched up, that means you're just, just literally I'm just trying to paint a, I'm trying into to paint the a fucking tapestry here. You. St- <laughs> Hang on, dip your dip your paintbrush, so the, the clean van, it off. Go again, buddy. The van, <laughs> the, van, the van is backing up into the water. I um I stop. I get out of the van and I go to to drop the boat down. And I apparently didn't put the van into park, and it continues reversing into Ooh. the water. And I completely panic and, and and dumbstruck. Don't do a damn thing about it as the van just backs up into the water. I've rented this van, and I wake up just in cold sweats thinking, Dog, did I get insurance on the van? That <laughs> <laughs> was it. Like, immediately your eyes shoot open. Insurance. Yeah, and uh, just another example of how children don't wake up in the middle of the night wondering if they had insurance on their rental. What is it, sweetie? Yeah, that's like, okay? that's like a classic, like... Wrong? you know explanation of why children are better at lucid dreaming than adults because <laughs> we're like oh no did i get insurance on the van is it going into the you know water and the kids are all like go go gadget inflatable wheels mom can i sleep with you tonight i had a dream that i didn't have my insurance <laughs> <laughs> Like, do you just call your kid a nerd if they if they say like, well, my dad like, I I didn't I didn't have any Go back to sleep, the nerd. I backed up into the water. The parents are just staring at him like, oh, honey, you are in for yeah, a long right, life. <laughs> that might happen which, to you at some point. I hate to say right. it. Which which also brings up, uh, you know what? This is origin story wise. Yeah. Like this is. I love them. Give them to me. Yeah. This is the first bad dream that I remember having. And I came to my mom and I was, when you're a child, it's so serious. You know, it's like your relationship issues in junior high. Like yeah, to you, that they're is very the, serious. That is real. To everybody yeah. else in the world, they're just not. Yeah. They're not serious right. at all. That's and a great everybody analogy, thinks, yeah. and they laugh at you. Well, like comparison. they laugh at you openly because they say, oh, oh, oh you're just a cute. kid. You're in seventh grade and you want to kill yourself because you broke up with your that's funny to me. Jesus. Um, and, damn. <laughs> and so I, I come to my mom, and I'm a young, young, young gypsy, Ben. Just and I, I say to her, Mom, I had a terrible dream. I'm crying. I'm like, you know, tears are streaming down. And she's worried because my mom's like, your guys' mom. She's soft, and she's, like, very concerned about her three boys. And she's, like, <laughs> full-on mom mode. She's like, game on. Mega what mom. happened? You know, what happened? Can I take this from you? Oh, my God, I'm so concerned. And I described to her, well, so I'm in the backyard, and these aliens came down in a ship, and they were going to take me away, but the ship was a Velveeta cheese box. <laughs> and, and, when, and when the ramp came down, they were like giant mice in alien robes and like, but they were going to take me away from you, Mom, and I was so scared. And I'm still crying, and this is exactly what you guys are doing, is what my mom is now doing, <laughs> which is laughing at me, just openly, because she couldn't help it, because that's a funny dream. Now are we sure you weren't um, just abducted by aliens and probed, and they actually just reinserted that memory as a dream? 
and they replaced their spaceship with a Velveeta box because your brain was just too complex for them to get rid of the whole like memory of the ship. So they just and or the. chemicals from the processed cheese product that i was eating disclaimer against velveeta disclaimer against velveeta i mean let's Look, be honest there's nothing i just want to say you know i saw some when i was a cheesemonger for a few years i had some woman <laughs> ask once is there something i could get that's like uh organic velveeta because it was in california organic velveeta that's an oxymoron. I'm just picturing you. And I said to her, "No, ma'am. Uh, there's, there's, that's, that's. If you, if you keep in mind, on the package it says processed cheese food product or something along those lines. I mean, it's cheese. like they literally legally can't call that cheese. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is she? So she wants the the cheesemonger to offer up a cheese that has been bought down from. You know, the, the you've got a fine quality or fine selection of quality cheeses here at a cheese shop, and you want your cheese to taste like Velveeta? Yeah, that's what we're going for. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, she's probably got some people coming over to the house, and she just wants to make chili con queso or something and impress them, but, like, it's California, Look, so it's like people are going to ask her if it's organic when oh, they get there. I just, I can't stop picturing Look. Ben as a kid, like, after telling his mom about this and her laughing it off, like, oh, it's okay, sweetie, just, like, you know, go back in, like, maybe, like, a year or two years later, he has, like, another reoccurring nightmare with the Velveeta spaceship, like, and he just, like, wakes up with the sweats, like, whew. Man, I really gotta lay off that Velveeta and just like rolls over. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that you brought it back because I was going to. I want to just say that I think that it might be one of the more terrifying thoughts that a child is having a a legitimately te- scary dream, a, a nightmare that they're very scared of. And they wake up and they tell their parent about it, and all you get is them laughing in your face. Like, I th- would oh. not be more horrified. I don't think. No, and <laughs> like I mean, they're in on this Velveeta yeah. spacecraft. No, Sorry. and you guys know me well enough to know that, like, later in life, when I'm like late teenager, early tween, like I dramatically rub that in my mom's face. And I was like, yeah, we'll remember that. And, like, you didn't react very well to my dream when I was young. You remember when you fucking did so, that to me? Remember when you did that? She, like, yeah, laughed She, at like, me. came to you That's... and told her – she told you some sort of sob story, and you just started laughing at her. And... Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny. How do you like it? Remember the Velveeta dream? And she's all, what? <laughs> so, I mean, like, you, you hold – I mean, that quote that you said right in the beginning of the podcast, Josh, you're like, what – what is real or whatever you know neil gaiman was saying like it's it's true like you it doesn't matter if it's that ridiculous to you you're a child that's straight well, yeah, real to you and should, the emotions yeah. you feel when the velveta aliens come to take you <laughs> are, are real and as ridiculous as long, they may seem it, yeah it takes you a distance uh, in time and space until you think that's funny I, I have had some really weird reoccurring dreams in the past, but they're usually, like, kind of hard to really remember all that well. Um, the only key parts that stick out to me is me being chased, usually by a pack of, like, orcs, because I'm a nerd. And, uh, you know, I... Yep, that tracks. I pretty much always end up 
like hiding in the walls of a house and it's usually like our house and like I find like you know a secret hidden room or something and like there's a bunch of other like passages and stuff and I hide in there and the whole dream is basically centered around me like trying to stay one step ahead of my pursuer that's one that I've definitely had since I was like fairly young um but not a whole lot to go on there last couple of weeks I've been trying to kind of remember some of the dreams that I've been having sure and they've been mostly ridiculous um I have woken up and and written some of them down uh, some of them were just plain dull like yeah. the nothing sure. right. fantastic it's going on one of on. those dreams where you feel like there was so much going on and you wake up and you go to write it down and yeah. you're like huh yeah this mm-hmm. is not that great <laughs> there was so many right. feelings uh, while but having that dream I I did have one dream where uh and this was just a couple of nights ago i i was walking around doing different things walking around to different places i don't even remember what the setting was like maybe like a campus or something like that like a school campus of some sort and people were telling me that i looked like somebody and i don't even i woke up and immediately tried to remember who it was they were telling me that they thought i looked like and i could not for the life of me figure it out like justin bieber i'm almost imagining in my head that in the dream they were like hey you look just like you know there wasn't actually a name inserted there but every time somebody said it to me i felt so oh, i was just going to ask good how good myself. did it feel yeah so yeah. good which at first i at face value i took for me just being vain Right. But then I, I thought about it, and nobody has ever, like, in my life told me that I look like somebody else. And even if they did, I don't imagine myself being all that stoked about it. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it was somebody good-looking or, like, you know, sure. notoriously good-looking, maybe. But even then. So, yeah, that was a weird one. And then the uh, the other one that I wrote down that I thought was worth mentioning was uh, a dream I had where somebody got legitimately angry at me and I got in like a blowout fight with them over the length of my hair. Hmm. Damn. Right. Just totally. Fair. That was it. They're just pissed off because you got yeah, long hair. Yeah, they were so upset that I had been growing my hair out. Do you think that's just your subconscious trying to tell you like, dude, you need a fucking haircut? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's just, you're just mad at yourself. You're a hippie. Get a freaking you're, haircut. You're mad at yourself. That's what's happening. It might be. That might be it. Well, sometimes <laughs> maybe things, I need to get a haircut. Sometimes things go even a little bit deeper than face value, as far as like, oh, I, you know, my subconscious is trying to tell me something. One right. time, I had a recurring dream that my car was being stolen in all sorts of different ways. It was, I, it was stressful for me. But looking back on it, it might seem trivial. Um, but I looked up the it. it it bothered me a lot. I kept having this dream and I looked up the symbolism to having your car stolen in your dream. And it had more of an effect of like a car is your mode of moving forward or transportation. And so something is, is kind of blocking or obstructing your, your ability to move move forward. forward. And I mean, at the time I, you know, translated it, took it any way that I want, but a lot of times they have a more, you know, a deeper meaning than just, I mean, the way that I've, I killed a guy in my dream once. Yeah. Do you want to know what the meaning for that apparently was? What's that? I was trying to get rid of something in my life. You want to know what I wasn't doing at that time? What? Smoking cigarettes. For about, I think I was about three weeks in at that point. Oh, where really? So smoking. you think that, they, that your, your life changes manifested in your dreams? Yeah, uh, when I, because like, I was pretty freaked out. Like, you got to understand, like, I killed a man, dude. 
And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I fucking hit the body. That really escalated. Quickly. No, it was, dude, it was, it was, it was a friend. It was somebody that I knew personally. I will say, had an issue where I kind of got a little backstabbed. I'm not even going to go into all that detail, but right. I did worry. There was like a little bit of me, like, like we, I, John, our, our neighbor, uh, for any of you out there, uh, Johnny Danger, our producer and uh, mm-hmm. our cameraman. For, I was uh, about YouTube. to say, you killed Johnny. Yeah, well, no, okay, I didn't kill Johnny. Johnny was like my accomplice. He ended up helping me hide the oh, body. That actually good accomplice. Realistic. Yeah. Well, you would if think good if accomplice. I needed, if I needed an accomplice, it'd be Johnny. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm right on board with you there. Well, man. it wasn't until we stuffed the body like directly under like the front porch. You know, like it was like a like here, just roll it under there real quick, and like come on, dude, I mean, we gotta go. Like That's fucking airtight, dude. That's a good plan. <laughs> and so we uh, we got on like that was a, a, that was just a bad hiding. No, it was terrible, dude. Like I remember, like you know, like looking back over my shoulder, like are you sure? Like that's gonna is this gonna work? <laughs> <laughs> and like we ended up. I thought we got that's you and Johnny just being like, I don't want to carry it any time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would just like to point out if that by some strange chance, somebody were to jump into this podcast episode at the wrong point, it's going to sound like we are casually talking about. Oh, murder yeah, bodies. No. I, mean, I mean, let's, not... let's just this assume is, the police is definitely come a dream. And to look under your board. Um, and, and <laughs> to prove that it was a dream, I definitely got into a car with john and that car turned into a train like a like a you know like old western style like cops are going through each cart looking for us you know yeah, there's I mean? no way that could happen in real life your name is cleared you get yeah it. thank you uh but they totally like i woke up getting handcuffed from that dream like i like got grabbed was turned around cuffs were getting slapped on boom woke up and was like, what the fuck? Like, I immediately had to go and look it up because I was like, I just like, I just killed somebody in my dream. Like, am I okay? Like, right. is this <laughs> what's going on? In like, my yeah, like or... what's happening right now? And yeah, it was like talking a lot about like, you know, if you do something like that in your dream, it could potentially have to do with trying to change habits and, and cut something out of your life right. or whatever. <clears throat> So, yeah, that was yeah, a lot of what I've read. It says that it really has a lot to do with the underlying emotions that you're feeling during that dream. Like, yeah. what is it that's being bought up? Mm-hmm. Sure. Huh? Well, um, you know, I feel like this is a, a oh, great... is he in our yard. What's that? Oh, sorry. Uh, my neighbor just loves mowing the lawn. He's this like, kick ass <laughs> nice. old man. And, like, he must have just been bothered by the fact that I haven't been mowing mine, and so he just like came over with a weed whack. <laughs> Get him in here. Get him on. Get him on the podcast. He's great. His name is Bernard. Bernard, um, Bernard Briggs, actually, which Brian, uh, hey. that cracked me up. Yeah, what that's up? pretty cool. What up? Part of the Brig family. What up, dog? Yeah, <laughs> and up? he's just like he's just this epic like veteran general. And he's just kind of like the unofficial mayor of town. The unofficial he knows mayor. everyone here. Nice. So um, I love that you brought up a dream that you murdered someone. I oh. had. Yeah, I love it. No, I like where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd like that. Um, tie no, into I, that. No, don't do that. <laughs> I think this is my. I'm not going to say my favorite dream story, but my most intriguing dream story. Um, I had a 
recurring dream, and this happened for a long time. Uh, the longest recurring dream that I had, longest span, maybe a year or so. I had a dream that I had murdered someone, as you said. And I cannot think of a more stressful nightmare dream to have. It, 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 it run. It wasn't well. And you had this several times. <laughs> yeah, right. More, sorry, more than my, several. My interjection is just that yes. I think this is like it's just tickling me. It's the funniest yes. thing I've ever heard in my life that no. you and Ryan, of all people, have ever recurring. Yeah, and uh, the, the worst part about Josh it, used to wake up in the morning and be like, "I had the dream again," and yeah. I would know what he was talking about. Yeah, and it was something where. I would have the same dream over and over, and every time I had it, I, there would be a little bit more that I would see of this this movie that was happening, this dream. And it so, must just have been like your subconscious, like like we just discussed. You've never historically done anything sketchy <laughs> in the entire history well, of your being. Maybe so like, you know what? We gotta create something just um, for him. Yeah, you're not badass enough, bro. We need to <laughs> we need to kick this up a notch, even if we're just doing it in the dream world. You're such a nice guy. We're just going to make you recurringly murder people <laughs> in your dreams. Right, right. And so the odd part about it is that, that the focus was not the murder in and of itself of another person, although you can imagine— it's what you had to eat after you murdered. <laughs> no, that's fucked up, though. <laughs> it was, and you can imagine my, uh, you know, my remorse for having murdered someone. But really, the dream was focused around running from the authorities or from anyone knowing that I had murdered this person. I had tried to cover up the murder. I tried to hide the body. All of those things that I guess I imagined a murderer had would do. And I, so every night I would. Not every night, but every night that I had it, because it didn't happen night after night. It would happen occasionally, but I, it happened over maybe the span of a year. And I would have a little bit more of this dream, uh, and I would remember it. And eventually, I got to kind of, I guess, quote-unquote, the end of this story, and... I was afraid that where I had buried the body was not good enough, and I went to go and dig up the body and move it somewhere. And I dug up the body, and in the shallow grave that I had dug lays my dead childhood self, a child version of myself, dead in Yo, the grave. That is deep. What the fuck? Oh, you just like Luke Skywalker the fuck out of me. No, wait, dude. That's like a fucking horror movie right there, bro. Yeah, so bro. the entire time, this dream is about me running from the authorities or running from anyone, the public knowing about me having killed someone. But For then the killing really, yourself. The bomb drops, and I had actually killed my childhood self, and I think that it's obvious to explain that the symbolism in this that I took away from it was that I was laying my childhood to rest. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think that's a very easy one to grasp you know, at. And also, just write, fucking write a or book that on that, dude. That Let's get fucking. This sounds way better oh, than man. I hadn't even what thought that? that way, Ben. What did, what did he say? Well, it's like it's, it's not even you know. Obviously, you had you had killed your inner child or laid your laid your child right. to rest, something like that. But, like, you were running from a bunch of people who were going to be angry about that. Right. So there that were, I think is really interesting. Yeah, you're saying that the more intriguing part <laughs> is really that I was more afraid, uh, not that I had laid, you know, my childhood to rest, but that I had felt some sort of guilt about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, damn. Which is like, well, I don't know. I could see that happening, you know, in our little scene that we were involved in, you know, because it's like, oh, look at Josh. He just wants to have a job and do normal <laughs> stuff. Oh, and, and see, that is so much not myself. I mean, we no, we around really. here, we like to act our shoe size and not our age, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. It's very true. Um, I definitely have a couple more that I can chit chat about, but uh, but yeah. but first, do you do you yeah. have any others that you yeah. thought of, Ben? You got some other dreams for us, man? When you guys talk about recurring dreams, I had and I did a bunch of research on recurring dreams, and it was really interesting because the crux of it all seemed like when they go away, or like for instance, like Freud and Jung were both the two who like really made dream interpretation. Yes. what it is today in those silly books that we're talking about referencing like before them you just wouldn't have gone out and found like here's the dream symbol book on every <laughs> shelf in every bookstore right because yeah. uh, it just uh, it, it was a thing dream interpretation is like arguably one of the first things language was used for which is i think is really interesting Ooh, no shit cool concept um, i'm writing that down but, for later holy fuck yeah like Sumerian tablets, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, probably was a woman who made it up, but like, so I'll Very give cool. her credit. Okay. But, you know, Freud and Jung both felt like Jung, especially because I, I just think Freud is, you know, whatever. You think one thing, but then it's your mother. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> you and, said that I wasn't going and, to. <laughs> and and Jung, Jung was just like, actually, he was in it to win it. But he always said, like, about recurring dreams, that, like, the moment when they resolve meant that was probably what it was about all along. Because now something has changed in your life, and that's what your dream was telling you needed to change. Right. And I always thought that was really interesting. Um, and, and my one side thing about them is, like, the thing that really killed Freud for me in my head was there's this famous story about them traveling, I think, to Chicago probably to get a beef um together <laughs> and they thought like we're two dream monsters in the field let's interpret one another's dreams and young says something and freud's like that's probably a giant penis and this and that <laughs> and young's like yeah okay saw that coming great and then it became freud's turn and he like young like tore him apart he was like this is probably what that means and he's like sweating and he's just like, and then he literally cut oh, him off. He's like, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I think I hear my mom calling. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. Like, what a coward! You know, like because he didn't want to. He didn't want to actually do the work on himself. You know, right. so yeah, I, I, yeah. I felt like that was a little bit ridiculous. taking a look in the but, mirror. You know, but when so young, always thought that, and like my only recurring dreams throughout my life that I really remember was I always. One of the reasons I ended up in Michigan and got to know all you guys uh, in the first place, ended up going to Western, um, was because I grew up going to South Haven every summer of my life. Right, uh, yeah. And my, my grandma and her sailing buddies had become house partners. They all like bought a house together as old people. And it was golden three floors. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. And my grandma, like, you know, was probably like, she, like, reminds me of the, like, wily oldest golden girl. And, like, I totally picture her friend Susie could have been Blanche. And, like, I could get into that for a while. 
But um, <laughs> I'm just keeping my mouth shut over here. I can't do this. I'm just saying, just saying. But like, uh, they were hilarious, and like we would go to all summer. We'd be there, and we'd go. We did, you know, that became like a chosen family too. Like that whole ragtag bunch. We'd all have Thanksgiving together there, which was really cool. And that was my chance to get to see Michigan when it was like cold. Right. Lake Michigan had mini icebergs on it, and I was young me thought that was cool. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna go swimming. My dad's like, you will get hyperthermia and die. You will die. <laughs> uh, don't do that. You're gonna you You're scare a me half the day. No, I mean, I still think that shit's cool. No, that's yeah. No, I I always thought it was cool. So, but I loved that house so much, and it was like three floors, and it was really big and kind of old Michigan beach home. And there was a basement that was epic that they had like an old Pepsi machine that still worked, and they had like a a dartboard and a Galaga machine. And so young me just like thought that house was the tip and it was just like my playground if michigan was where all my good memories were held i was always like holding my breath through the school year like oh it's almost done and i'll get to go to michigan for fourth of july and stuff and so that house became my first and I, i'm big on dream setting because it's like colin said you're like i think i was in our childhood home but it didn't look anything like it but Right, my dream right, self told sure. me that's what it was and that's always kind of like what a setting in a dream is and so i was always in this gigantic house it didn't necessarily ever look the same sometimes you'd like randomly go down a bunch of harry potter staircases and then like <laughs> yeah. the genuine the actual living room from that house is there and you're like oh wow it oh is shit that that's, I mean, that's where i'm at of, yeah yeah oh the rest of it didn't look anything like this you know? <laughs> but i would always be there and I did like random, it was like lock and key type stuff. I was running around and there was doors and, you know, and there's magic little kid dream stuff about the house. Mm-hmm. And I would keep dreaming myself back into that house, like all throughout like different periods of my life. And I remember one of them was like really epic. It was like all my friends from college freshman year and all my friends from high school and all my friends from like grade school were in a room together and they were all arguing with each other and i was like you weren't even there in sixth grade when fryman took a piece of everybody's lunch and put it into a fruit roll-up what do you know about that you know why are you arguing with them about it and it was like they were arguing about time periods that they weren't present for and it didn't make sense to my brain and i'm like you don't even know that kid like that's my best friend brian from friggin kindergarten that moved away you know right this is uh this does not make sense canonic- canonically sense. or chronologically yeah, or... yeah it's uh it's, it's a, yeah it's chronologically like just improper so almost replacing like recent memory uh recent and it was like people. my job and like i don't know if you've ever felt like this in a dream or the world but like it was like it felt like it was my job to break up all those little squabbles huh, huh. and it was just exhausting I was like, so exhausting. tired of it, and I was like, I don't want to be in the middle of all this stuff. And so I just decided, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm just, I'm out of here. And I walked out, and I walked through. And this is one of the ones where it was like, it was actually that house in Michigan. Right. It was like I walked out of the living room. I walked into, you know, my grandma's kitchen that I always remember her being in. They'd yell at me for using too much ice cream and milkshake, which 
doesn't exist, then they were wrong. <laughs> and they um, were wrong. <laughs> thin milkshake. Is and they were wrong. It was like a glass of cold milk. Um, and then I walked out the door where there was like, you know, recycling bins and stuff and firewood and everything was there where it should be. And I turned to the left. There was uh, the walk down the dune to Lake Michigan. Cause it was like on a private beach on mm. Lake Michigan. And right. it's just, I remember that feeling of relief where it was like, not only am I out of the exhausting argument of anecdotal time warp, but I'm also now like looking at like sunset Lake Michigan, the ultimate, like, I don't still to this day, like with all my traveling around the country, that's still like beauty and freedom to me in my head. So it's like, I just see that. A sunset on the dunes of Michigan. And it's always, yeah. And it's just like Zenith over my head. And I just feel like I'm pleasantly just like burned to dust. And that's how I woke up. It was like, and I remember waking up and this is one of the things that I like made my whole dream obsession about was like, when I woke up that morning, I remember being like, I, I feel better after making that decision yeah now did your did that dream stop reoccurring after that point or did it kind of come back a little bit or did it change well it it changed actually and that's the funny part it's like so i kept having those dreams until and that one might have even been like one like a late like i don't know you guys talked about uh adventure zone and how those guys now do podcasts just kind of like randomly about unrelated stuff because yeah, their yeah. story arc is over that might have been like that for my reoccurring dream it might have just been outside of the the overarching timeline of it right. because i remember having college friends in that argument and that house was already gone and okay. that was actually the moment when i stopped having those reoccurring dreams was when that house literally was physically bulldozed because the partners kind of got even older and crotchetier and they just couldn't get along anymore and it was an old house and it was starting to be like we're gonna have to rewire this thing or like redo the plumbing yeah or right. so they just fucking they were done the with whole it. roof or like you know or like it's 902 and a bathtub's <laughs> gonna fall through the ceiling again oh my fucking god that place and let's not even get into so, that they sold it and it was it was kind of a bummer my my grandpa my my dad stepdad who i grew up with as my real grandpa he had like spent his whole life as a accountant uh really well known accountant in the city of chicago and just working his nuts off and like he had like just retired and they sold the house uh, out from under him and he was, he was kind of he was kind of bummed because he was oh, like man, man i would have been so, so salty about that yeah. if it were me <clears throat> Yeah, and I was I remained salty about it for years because I'd go back there and like spit on the yard, and <laughs> <laughs> take a piss. Just yeah, because it was like they, my grandma and all the old ladies had like spent blood, sweat, and tears making a beautiful garden all around that house, and there was this little cute little berm right by the parking lot in the front, like gravel parking lot. And then a little, like little berm, little hill with like three little pine trees on it that I just always remember going over and I'd steal the croquet 
mallets and go play doom croquet which so, doesn't exist and you're and taking me away to another stuff. place right Man, now but yeah and so and that's the thing is like this house was so magical to me to growing up that it was this a natural a setting for my recurring no. dream and then it was kind of a sad cathartic moment when because like we sat on the because it was like a developer michigan thing you know everyone was buying up the houses there on the lakeshore doing weird stuff to them so like me and my my fake uncle terry who was like one of the first adults i smoked weed with and stuff um we sat on the back porch and we watched them bulldoze the house next door oh, and it was wow. bad weird um and and then like you know maybe a month later or something ours was sold and all in our head we had this image of Man, that's happening to our house now. I'm right. picturing all of this in my head. Yeah, I mean, and like your cool uncle is Matthew McConaughey sitting next to you. Yeah, mm. oh, Terry could totally be played by like, Matthew McConaughey. Man, that's too like bad. Him, okay, now, you know? yeah. <clears throat> so I'm thinking. So, can you guys imagine? Uh, well, uh, just real quick. Can you guys imagine? Uh, I mean, at least somewhat the scene that he's painting. Can you just imagine the three of us just sitting out? across the street from the house we grew up in and just watching it watching get bulldozed. a bulldoze or just plow it down yeah, or even like watching johnny yeah, die next door yeah that'd be something right, right? It would be, like it'd be weird right? yeah, yeah that's so weird. weird i mean it's weird to me when a tree gets cut down around these yards you know i'm like <laughs> so I'm fucking, I'm standing there right? staring out the bay window Wait, like something's not right something's different what happened here oh that yeah. fucking tree's yeah. gone oh, i can't I even imagine I, I feel like i would attack the man operating the bulldozer just <laughs> not even not Chain even willingly to just... the house. <laughs> <laughs> and we i think we joked about it it's like Harry, right you know, i'm sure the kind of a hippie of a dude so it's like should we stand in front of the bulldozer <laughs> <laughs> um, last dream you but, said the last dream I had about it, I was on the dune that we would run down as kids, you know, because you like sprint down to oh, get yeah. into oh, yeah. the lake before and, you notice it's cold. And it's 50 um, 50 chance you're going to face plant right in the sand. Total scorpion seed. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And, it's and the best when like, you become you know, an adult. Yeah, like, hey, that's just a pastime there on the dunes. Help you us sit back carry and watch. the bags in from the car. And like, we're all stripping our clothes off after the drive from Chicago and we're running down to the lake uh, before helping my dad carry the bags. <laughs> right, of course. As, as is tradition. As is tradition. Um, but I'm like just sitting on the dune and this was a part of the recurring dream too that I would have when I was not in the house, when I was on the beach, I'd have this thing where I was like, oh man, look at that wave. Waves are looking good today, you know? And then Daughter, it would keep, go like instead of, instead of crashing and like falling on the shore like it normally would, it would just keep growing. And I'm like standing on the dune and it's like a year where the beach is really large and so I'm like not initially worried, but then it's like not. Stop. It just keeps getting bigger, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, we're getting kind of sketchy. You know what you got to do is you just got to ride that wave, dog. Just, and it and it would just like and then it like turned into a tidal wave, and I'd be like, oh shit we're not in michigan anymore you know, and it's like action movie and now I have to like run for yeah yeah like day after um, tomorrow. <laughs> and so I would do that regularly. I'm still and like, picturing it would Matthew be like it would happen, and like the waves would get bigger, and they'd like come all the way up the beach, and then they come to the dunes, and then I'd realize I had to run. I had that dream a number of times growing up, and then this time I just like took all the air out of my chest because I turned around to run from the giant tidal wave, and the house was gone. 
And, like, I, I turn around, and, Boom. like, there's nothing Boom time. up there at the top of the dune. And so I just stopped. There's the resolve. That's what, it, that's what it was about the whole time. The whole Damn. time. Yeah, and, and I guess that's, I don't know, I guess that's what that was. It's like, you know, enjoy this house as much as you can, like, even further than you could have in real life because you have dreams and it's got more rooms more fun adventures to have in it than it even did right real ben um (laughs) because you know eventually it's gonna be gone well it makes me think i think the obvious answer to this thought is that that it's all it's it has mostly to do with our minds but it makes me wonder you know what is the connection between physical life physical objects and dreams you know like he said that his dream stops when stopped when his house was destroyed right you know what if there were some weird strange like metaphysical connection between the physical realm and dreams that's a that's a strange concept to me he's thinking you know the the house is gone and if that's something that's a part of his brain not to say that your brain isn't going to recreate it still or put you there it's just more of like you know it's gone so why would it be there kind of thing well and really interesting uh thing that i heard uh, this was probably a couple of years ago, and it was, uh, I think it was like a YouTube infographic type thing or something like that, but a guy was talking about how your brain can't differentiate between fake and real, especially when it comes to dreaming, Okay. and there's actually an evolutionary reason for that. Um, you don't want to be in a situation where like a predator is stalking you, and you think, oh no, this is fake, it's a dream, and it's not, that's a real predator, he's about to eat you. So your brain doesn't really make that differentiation, basically, to avoid... Man, we went from fucking business corner to fucking science research corner over there. Well, we're talking about dreams, it was gonna get here eventually, (laughs) let's be real. Yeah, as long as we're in science corner, too, like, there's a chemical (laughs) or something that we release that stops us from reacting to those very real because brain pattern wise you you put somebody on the brain scanner and that predator they're seeing in their dreams same exact reaction from the brain as right but you're saying physically there's something that stops you from reacting from getting up and running out of the room or into your wall right (laughs) yeah and i always think like dogs are a little bit like that's their a, chemical exactly is a little less say. efficient or something because they move you know it's yeah. like while well, they're dreaming they're, I've they're always wondered that when you see dogs in I, I'm assuming cats I don't know I don't own cats and I, I can only assume but you see animals dreaming they've you know they've got all this motion and, and yipping going on and okay. stuff and I always thought that that was weird that humans don't necessarily well, dream that way at I, some time I would but, beg to differ like if somebody's having a bad nightmare and they're Nightmare, nightmare, be... <laughs> and they're they're like rolling back and tossing forth, and tossing and turning, and maybe some mumbling no, or yeah, something. I, you know. No, I totally agree, but I've never <laughs> looked over at you napping on the couch and seen you, <laughs> and you're, just your <laughs> just, arm just twitching. Yeah. Oh, he, Ryan's dreaming. Yeah, but I have seen you. <laughs> but if but if you did, you'd be like, man, this is. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have right seen Josh eat phantom food before. Yes, mm-hmm. I have seen you take a yep. bite. Yeah. Yep. And and actually, um, um, yeah, and, like yeah. ready to go for it. And I've done that. Yeah, I've done it too. You know, when you're 
uh, I actually, when I had started doing touring a bunch, uh, when I had first started out in the early years, I actually had been wrapping cables so much that uh, I was half asleep in the back of the van once, and Russ was like, yo, dude, here's your pay. And, like, I grabbed the cash and was, like, so half asleep that I fell asleep with it in my hand. And in my dream, I was getting done wrapping up a a cable, and I was throwing it down to the ground. And, like, so in real life, I took the money and threw it to the floor of the van. And, like, Joe, like, tapped me. dude, I'm good. Dude, you're making it rain, buddy. Yeah, you, like, picked it up and was like, here you go. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that shit. I don't want that. Definitely, like, transfers over to a very... And they're like, well, if you don't want it, you know, we'll just take that back. <laughs> right. Um, and, and <laughs> so I do have, uh, and to tie into, like, the realness of dreams and this kind of thought, actually, this works really well. I love it. Uh, the last one I'll use, I do have a couple more, but just to, to, to end it on a good note to tie in. Um, so I was spending the night at uh, Joe's house in Grand Rapids at the time uh, when I was, again, early years touring with Hippo. And mm-hmm. um, we were in between shows. Like, I think we had been out for a little bit. We had come home. We only had a couple days off, and then we were going again. So I was just spe- staying at Joe's in between because it was like, why go home and go back? Um, and I was staying in the guest room, and I would never stay in the guest room. I always slept on the couch. Like from day one, I slept on the couch. I watched TV down there. And just because I knew I had like three or four days at Joe's this time, I was like, all right, I'll fine. You convinced me I'll sleep up in the guest bedroom. But like just immediately had like really weird, eerie feelings going on. Just even hanging up, like hanging out up there for some reason, like just you getting, you getting a a haunted vibe. Yeah. Something just didn't feel right about that room. And and it was, you know, a lot of it for me was like, I'm just too used to sleeping on the couch downstairs here. Like I'm, it feels weird being upstairs, whatever. And as the night went on, uh, I started doing a lot of tossing and turning. I remember struggling, sleeping that night. And uh, I had this really weird dream where I, like, tried to go down the stairs and struggling going down the stairs the whole way. It was like, you know, typical dream, like, going through muck, you know, like, trying to yeah, move okay. not being yeah, able sure. to. Yeah, I think that's I, like, a common thing. I, like, tried to get a glass of water, I remember, in the dream, like, trying to get back up the stairs and, like, it spilling and, like, me crawling, basically, up the stairs trying <laughs> to get back. Struggle, boss. And it was just a really, really strange dream. And I remember just, again, just, like, fuck, dude. Like, all of this just felt so weird. And I woke up in the morning... And, you know, my mind's running through all of this. Like, dude, this shit was just so strange. I'm not sleeping up here anymore. And I turn and look, and there is a glass of water at the bedside. And I was like, uh, no. Like, no, I did not go get a glass of water. saying that you did not have a glass of water when you went to sleep? Correct. I did not. And I brought it up to Joe. And uh, And he didn't didn't leave a glass of water for you? No, no. Uh, He just thought maybe you were a little thirsty. (laughs) So I'm telling Joe about the dream and everything. And, like, I'm just like, yo, dude, this shit was really weird. It was such a weird dream. And he's like, no, I heard you go downstairs last night. And I was like, what? Whoa. And he was like, yeah, Is no. Is brother a straight-up sleepwalker? Yeah, that, okay, so here's the thing, though. First and only documented time, first and only time that I know of and have ever experienced, I do believe I slept walk that night. I have no idea if it's true or not. I do think that okay, happened. Okay, so that's pretty fascinating. Um, do you remember just a couple of weeks ago we were watching a little, <laughs> or maybe a couple months ago, we were watching a little YouTube animation 
um, about dreams and scientists were uh, theorizing that dream uh, dreams move slower as far as time is concerned. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We've talked about this. Yeah, and uh, so like that that to me is so funny that that's why you felt like you were having such a hard time moving because there's this weird time oh. differential between right. your dream state and the real, real life. world. Yeah. So like, you know, in your dream, you're moving at a certain pace, trying to move faster. And in real life, it, yeah, that's a weird concept. Oh, it's dude, hard to think about. Damn, yeah, it was, it's a very strange, eerie feeling thinking about it now. That whole room in general, it's just like, I, this house had no history. Like there wasn't history to this place or right. anything. It wasn't like, I don't know, maybe there was just It wasn't some... like Joe was like, use the guest room, but also historically, um, <laughs> you know, Someone was there's murdered in there. Several terrible murders. Yeah. There's <laughs> been at least we 10 got people. We on the house. Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's actually why it was really cheap, man. I, uh, yeah, but guest room, right? Good for you. He's like, and I figured it was just a guest room. So it's like, you know, I put up with it. You know, like, <laughs> well, I don't got to deal with it. It's just I don't See, I don't know that I've ever legitimately sleepwalked or sleptwalk or sleptwalk, however do you say that. Sleptwalk, I'm not exactly sure. Sleepwalk but past tense. Have you guys have you guys ever talked to uh, you know the best experts on that subject? Have you ever asked Pops and Jill if you've slept Right. Okay. So this is where I'm going with this: is that I can't remember having ever slept through the night. And just been told, hey, you were just up and going, you're in the refrigerator and you're out raking the leaves or whatever. But I do know. (laughs) (laughs) Again, young Josh, what he chooses to do. Right, in my case. I I have no idea where that came from. Um, Hey, Josh, buddy, I can tell you're you're sleepwalking again. You're raking some fucking leaves. (laughs) Yeah, there's no way you're awake right now. Um, And it's winter. He's out there raking he's snow. He's out there in the snow, just like a fucking Zen garden or some yeah, shit. Perfect. What the hell? Okay, but no, I do know that um, you are all, including Benny Boy here, are familiar with my verging on narcoleptic habits. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, pass out on, on, I'll just, on a, the drop of a dime. Anywhere with anything happening. I, I mean, really concerns me. Okay, this is not what we're talking about. But no. look, <laughs> <laughs> look, I have I, I have a, a tendency to pass out in a lot of, uh, not my bed. We'll put it that way. Um, I, any, yeah, one, anywhere of, one but. of which I have, you know, I have a clear memory of coming over to you were living on in that one house with Lauren is on like the corner of a street. We were like having a small friend picnic on a blanket in the front yard. Yep. 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 I actually know exactly what you're talking about. It was like after you had, I mean, traditionally it was like right after you had just worked a hard shift at work, Mm -hmm. we were drinking a Sierra Nevada. We were all hanging out like roasting one or something. And then Josh was asleep. Yeah, just and outside also, on the lawn. Say, uh, just to just to back him up to miraculously not spilling his beer. <laughs> just, um, just to back yeah, that's you a up. talent. Um, but I and like so, you know she's like semi mad at you, and I'm like just <laughs> let the kids sleep. It's like he. It sounds so like the perfect place to take a nap if you ask me. Yeah, exactly. I was like, this is a great nap spot. But then I guess anywhere like, is if you ask me. That's true. So yeah, 
And, like, I think of, like, my animals and German literature teacher, which is just another story, um, who had a kid fall asleep in his class, and he said, like, don't wake him up. How often do you see another human being this comfortable and not worried about getting killed or, you know, doesn't have ancient survival? Not worried about bills or, Yeah, like, he just fell asleep in front of all of us, and he's comfortable that we're not going to do anything weird to him. Um, and I don't know who this person is, but if they were in front of me, I'd just give them a big fat hug or like a sloppy kiss or something. Um, he was great. He was a great. He was a great professor. So I I can't recall ever having actually like what I would consider legitimately sleepwalked, but I do know that many times, and this is not one, two, three occasions. This is multiple, multiple times throughout history. I have been woken up by someone and told hey josh you should go to bed mm-hmm. and oh. I, I get oh, yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i maybe use the restroom i maybe grab a snack i don't even know but i end up in my bed mm-hmm. and then the next morning i wake up and i go oh hey how the fuck did i get here yeah and i, I, I am recounted a story by my family friends whomever might have been there the night before saying oh yeah we woke you up and we and i say i have no recollection of Blackout. this at all no it, so it's not like i'll just get up and do things on my own account oh no i've had full conversations with you that you didn't remember no the next morning so, clue, so what you're saying is you don't necessarily sleepwalk to do anything but you will sleepwalk to bed well, in, yeah, if, pretty much. Yeah. If, if um, if provoked, if disturbed, if disturbed, I will get up and do all sorts of shit that I have no idea about. You should definitely not tell your two younger brothers that while you're sleeping, <laughs> if disturbed, I swear to God, <laughs> you leave me alone when I'm sleeping. I will, I will do horrible like, things to you. Oh yeah. I once. Uh, no, I've never. I've never slept walk. Or slept, sleep, walked. I don't know. We've been over yeah, this. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I'm not worried about it. But uh, I've never done that. But uh, I do remember a story that mom told me about me when I was little, like probably like five or six or something, uh, sleeping on the top bunk of a bunk bed, and she heard a loud crash, and she came into the room, and I had fallen off the top bunk, but I was passed the fuck out still uh the railing was like my i had like an arm and a leg going through the railing so i'm assuming that i was just like hanging off of the railing of the top bunk and then it failed and i fell off yeah but yeah i just passed out didn't even wake up from it fell down to the floor what we're getting at is just we're really hard sleepers real deep sleepers guaranteed that dream was like cliffhanger yeah (laughs) He's a mountain climber. Uh, or yeah. there was another time. No, no, when, we uh, forgot that he's a child. Therefore, it was a very adult, stressful. <laughs> he was probably trying to purchase a house at the time. Right. Um, yeah, he's he's taking out a mortgage. <laughs> yeah, he was having a really stressful dream. Refinancing. There was also another time when uh, Josh, our cousin Ed, who we mentioned earlier, and our cousin Katie were. They thought it would be fun to gauge. Gauge how deep I was sleeping. He slept pretty goddamn deep. I'm a heavy sleeper, even when I was little. And they, they, I don't know if you did it once or it, if it was, was just once. Just once. So they dropped a Teddy Rumpskin on my head. Do you know what a Teddy Rumpskin is? Rup. 
Rupskin. Rupskin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Rupskin. Um, so my older brother's name is Ted, and so he hated that thing because uh, that's what he got <laughs> nice. called all throughout his childhood. So yep. those uh, things so have that, that a, like – That's actually a good memory for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think things... it's a memory at all for Colin, but – Those things have like a heavy recorder, like cassette, cassette recorder, recorder inside of them. And, oh uh, yeah, and that's probably the bad memory for me because my older brother, you know, always managed to hit me with the part of the teddy bear okay. that had something yeah. heavy. So you in can it gauge, you can relate, you can, you relate, can relate to how much it would, it should have felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can tell me what I was feeling when I was sleeping. Yeah, what you were missing out on. Yeah. yeah. So what we needed to know is that look, we know Colin is a heavy sleeper, but can we drop? A Teddy Rupskin from about three or four feet above his head, just free fall down onto his face, and will he wake up? <laughs> it was an, it was a science experiment. That sounds a lot like Ed Kid because like Ed is a sweet he's a sweet little kid, but at the same time he's, he's the only person in the world kid. who has ever claimed to me outright that he was the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Also I mean, Catholic like, raised, by the way. And he stuck with it. Like, he was like, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm like 99% positive. You know, okay. I mean, I, I guess. All right. All right. Well, we have gone off the rails and it's been a lot of fun, but I think we need to wrap this up because this episode has gone longer than any of our previous episodes, which, hey, nothing wrong with that. I am thrilled. <clears throat> it's been a great episode. Thanks for coming on, Ben. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Uh, thank you for uh, all the people that we've maybe mentioned without asking whether right, or not we could talk a few about references you. in here uh, and we did not ask at all. Uh, yeah. If you guys. Thank you to uh, all of our listeners. Yeah. Thank you, Ben, thank for coming you, ben. on. Uh, if you guys need to find us, you can find us on Facebook, uh, not to mention, or uh, at not to m. Um, you can also find us on pretty much every major streaming service. Also, you can check us out at YouTube. Uh, we've got a not to mention uh, at YouTube. We've got a hot sauce episode out. If you haven't seen it, we'd love for you to get take a look. Yeah, uh, don't forget to like and you know hit the little bell button. Yeah, give me that, <laughs> like, that subscribe. Right, you gotta go big on that yeah. one. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, any sort of uh, contact, we are at not to mention pod at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Maybe leave a comment on Facebook, whatever you got to do. Yeah, and thank you again so much, Ben. And also, uh, if you want to find me on golive.ly, uh, it's, a, it's a cool little spot. It's kind of the, uh, it's been, you know, a lot of artists. It was actually started by Brownie from the disco biscuits oh yeah when the pandemic broke out he created this great platform for a bunch of artists and you can go on there and you can get like you know drum lessons from jeff lerner what did you say the address like that uh it's golive.ly okay and you can find me you know ben chase and i'm doing a little bit of a offering called the dream incubation station and it's just a little, you know, one-on-one, stop in with me, talk about dreams, and then I'm, you know, getting into a topic uh, that I think is, like, really simple. You know, you don't got to get super science but, you know, basically you can uh, ask yourself to create specific dreams, and, you know, every night it gets a little bit better, and you can kind of get something out of it because there's That's... so many traditions uh before you know we think of it as a modern science and like you know these 
dream interpreters started it all, but there's been humans using their dreams to, to do stuff for years. So I, I figure it's important. And so I'm, I'm helping people out with that. Cause I think it's a, a good part of, uh, brain health yeah and that's if awesome if you're interested in that we'll have a we'll have a link in the description as we well we'll definitely make sure that to make and that anybody uh, that's interested available. in joining up and on that just to reiterate that is go live.ly that is correct awesome thank you very much ben we love you man it's so good to have you on the podcast and thank you very much for your expertise and your specialties in your time yeah for sure and, and everybody go out mention, and check that out i am intrigued stuff. and i'm going to do so yeah and not to mention what ben I said, and not to mention all the great stories. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to our dreams episode. And, uh, well, good night. And don't forget to have your siblings spayed and neutered. <laughs>